So here's here. I have good news and I have bad news. <laughs> I wasn't recording this whole time. Oh, really? What? Uh, now it's recording. <laughs> now it's recording. Wait, nothing recording? Oh, okay, so we have- nothing except for the except for the cell phone. So let's start it over and just kind of get in. Yo, 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 yo. It's the Amrikis podcast. Podcast. <laughs> With your hosts, Mohammed And Ihab. All right. Yes. Uh-huh. Welcome back, We are everyone. back. Yes. And not just... <laughs> you know, you know I, I'm so proud of us. And I said this in the last podcast, but I continue to be proud of us. Because we continue to do this podcast, you know. Um, we've probably no one, even up. though no one's listening, we even though no one's showing listening. up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we've churned out so many episodes in such a yeah. short time. Isn't yeah. that great? You well, know, I, I do. I do like it. I like the uh, the cadence so far. So last episode we had Alat with us. Which was a great interview that you did um, without me. Thank you very much. He he's continued to hold that against me and above my head this whole time. So he started begging and screaming and crying, please, please, can I be here for another guest speaker? Keep please, me please, on the please. Show. Right. You know, every Keep day, every day, this guy calling me, he just wants to do this over and over. You know. So so, so like, gotta, you know what? We go ahead. Go ahead. You know <laughs> You know what? How about we do this at the same time? Ready? I don't know what you're presenting. You're about to say. our good friend so we do have somebody here with us today another guest speaker a friend of ours that his uh, that we will be introducing in a little bit his name is muhammad qasamallah which we will be referring to as qasamallah for the rest of the episode um so he is my friend and muhammad since we were tiny 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 things on this earth um back in the back in the good old days um, so I'll just go ahead and welcome him. Welcome, Muhammad. Salaam alaikum. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Good, man. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Yeah, man. We got Muhammad squared all up in here. <laughs> Pleasure is all mine. Good to be here. You know, this was supposed to happen a lot sooner because um, between the three of us, like we all lived in the same place growing up, Christopher City, right. you know, we went to the same mosque growing up. This should have happened Wait, long time ago. But since Muhammad's been in DC, uh, I've actually spent a lot more time with Qasamallah compared to Muhammad um, in DC. And so I've seen a lot of him. So I'll let you guys kind of catch up on your own. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> so Muhammad, a lot of people know Muhammad uh, as being the, the jolly good old guy. Is Are, are you still like... Super jolly. I, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. I, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I still have it. It's uh, a lot of life has happened since awesome. I've last seen you, but I think it's still there. Yeah, sure. It's a, it's a good survival mechanism to be somewhat jolly. <laughs> you guys are making me feel a little self conscious because I'm amongst two of my friends who are very close to me in age. They're both married. They both have kids, okay, and I'm just this single guy still around. Can you uh, can you stop making me look so bad? <laughs> you just need to crank out a kid. Yeah, that's all. 
You went after the kid first. Crank out the kid. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a sprint, yeah, but it's, it's a marathon. So the, mar- the marathon continues. Well, I've been to both of your weddings and it's been, it was, it was great. I've never seen somebody as happy as I, like, as I did Muhammad Qasamallah during his wedding. He was, was the most wedding. excited, happy guy I've ever seen. There's that uh, photo of Will Smith um, that, where he's kind of like excited about his, his wife and he's putting his hands out like this, <laughs> like presenting his wife to the world. And that's how I felt that Qasamallah was. And it's not because, it's not just because you were black, you know, <laughs> you're still black, you know, but, but that's not why I'm talking about Will Smith right now. I just like that excitement, you know. Uh, I, I have, <laughs> you so, up Will Smith. I have a quick anecdote. I don't know if this is the appropriate time to, to share it. It's always an but appropriate I, time. My, my previous job, my professor wanted a picture of me, you know, at the end of the presentation, because uh-huh. we do all the work and they take all the credit. And uh, I sent right. her a picture of Will Smith from I Am Legend in the lab. <laughs> and she, she used it. And she had no idea. And she did and she kept she did, she kept ridiculous. using it until someone pointed it out, and she was upset. And I was like, "Not all black people look alike, but apparently, you think so." That is so funny! Oh my god! <laughs> so great. I so I'm glad I'm glad that all this is taking place right now. I'm I didn't know uh, I am known for my graceful transitions of bringing up the fact that you're black. Um, how how did I do? <laughs> Well, I, I just, and before we get moving, I just want to thank you guys for inviting the token black Tucsonan Muslim. The Gasmullah family, mashallah, has been holding down the fort. You know, you know, you, do you, do you need diversity in your Izuma? You invite the Qasmallahs, right? right? The board, the board is two white brothers. The Gasmullahs. We're here. We're here for you guys. Podcasts. We're not racist. Invitations. We have friends. That... <laughs> We're so, not racist. We have friends like the Qasmullahs. We're here. Uh, you know here. what? My face is so red right now because although you are kidding, I feel like I feel like this is actually happening. You know, uh, <laughs> like everything makes sense. Me, me and I think mostly my sister have been pretty pretty active in the muslim community in tucson in terms of like youth groups msas everything else so all right um, yeah we're we're out there we're doing our thing no and and i appreciate it um i but um <laughs> you're saying all the stuff that i said i i was hoping that you would not say because you kind of caught me you know, because uh, I was I was talking to Muhammad on the side, and I'm like, "Hey, man, we need to find a black guy who speaks Arabic. <laughs> yeah, I need to, to talk about the most recent situation as soon as possible. Do you know anybody?" And he's like, "You mean the Qasim Allahs? You know, so so in a way, like what you're saying is exactly what happened. No worries. Well, you know, we 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 grew up with each other, right? Like the Christopher City, we were all there at the same time. Wait, wait, don't transition yet. That's not what happened. <laughs> like I was not Muhammad Qasimullah is a really good dear friend of ours. I have a black friend, okay? And it is Muhammad oh, Qasimullah. Wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm I'm moving one step closer to not being racist as an Arab. You know, that's exactly what we'll be talking about today. I am so know? curious how the rest of this episode is going to be. <laughs> 
gotta get all the laughs out now because later on we're gonna we're gonna start crying because it's it's been it's been a very difficult day. But might as well talk a little bit about no, but no, but seriously, Muhammad Qasimullah has been one of the the dearest ch- childhood. Yeah. And adulthood friends that I've had, I actually had one iftar with a Muslim other than my family during Ramadan, and is with this man right here. And yes. I and I appreciate that he came out, and it was one of the most one of the most enjoyable iftars I had this Ramadan. Now, <laughs> it is the only one, but <laughs> <laughs> but that is the one that we will remember forever. <laughs> but that's the one. No, no, I appreciate you coming out. Uh, but let's talk about just briefly before we we move into the rest of our subjects today. So we know you from from childhood. My mom was actually one of your teachers growing up, and she talks to me about you all the time as a as a small little young Muhammad Qasim Allah uh, talking about just you know being the cheeky guy that you are were you know um, but that was that was good times and I think I talked a little bit about with Ella about Christopher City um, what do you what do you recall from there Muhammad just just briefly uh, Christopher City comes up in my life all the time just because of the plethora of stories really? that uh, that we have uh, uh, from that place uh, and it's it's a unique situation that a lot of my siblings I think m- missed out on the we're all right. living in the same place growing up in, in the same place interacting I didn't realize yeah, that. interacting yeah. with each other for, for better or for worse. Uh, sections, <laughs> uh, section D, section B, Mishadif, the prayer room, oh, the, the right. pool area. It's it's it was a lot of fun, bro. And the and the Iraqis terrorized the hell out of me uh, the whole time. Bro. It was, <laughs> what, what do you have to say about this? I. I think I knew about this. <laughs> but, I'm not going to uh, name. Didn't have a participant. So I just want I want to preface again another preface. This that I my intention here is to name names and burn bridges. Right. I, I have a list of grievances. Can you can you hear the paper? Can you hear it? Okay, so uh, you were brought the good in. Good news, as, it's one piece of paper, everyone. So you were brought in, brought on as the peaceful black friend. Um, can, oh my god! <laughs> um, but no, but go ahead with your grievances. Um, are, are, are we going for Muhammad's cousin as the first no, person it's, to it's, have grievances? It's, it's one of those things that, at the time, it, you you don't have good memories, but afterwards you, you do. You you miss the whole like come camaraderie right. of it all but yeah it, it wasn't easy uh, yeah. to be completely honest with you at the time so for those oh this this is so interesting to me you, okay. you say it wasn't easy i've never heard that before what do you mean if you don't there was a lot of bullying talking if, about if i were to be completely honest with you a lot of bullying from weren't really? you the, weren't you weren't you one of the oldest uh that's what i'm the, thinking of the, of the kids so that's interesting because with for me and muhammad Asamullah is one of the, like like he's one of the the leaders, you know, the o- older kids right. that, that like was super cool and like led the pack. You're saying that you experienced that's, bullying. That's how I that's how I envisioned it. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't concerned about you, Abaji or Rehab at the time. To be completely <laughs> honest, I'm, I, I'm sure I would have it's, held it's my right. own against we you. Were, but, but there are we there are o- older kids. <laughs> we were peons. <laughs> we are we are a few years younger than you. There but are go definitely ahead. Definitely some older kids and and. and just 
uh, you know, Arab kids, man, they, they're definitely, they can be cruel, you know, they can be, uh, they, yeah, it's, 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 it's not like white kid bullying, you know, Arab kid bullying. I feel like there's that extra, extra edge that you have to deal with. <laughs> you know, they, I, they put their weight into it, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> They're like, they're like, wallahi, I will be bullying too. I don't know. I, I don't know how that. that um, that's really unfortunate, man. I, I'm sorry to hear that. I did I honestly, not know that. I didn't know that either. Like, like it's, so that's something you associate with, uh, with Christopher City. Yeah. Christopher, and for I those just, who don't know, Christopher yeah. City was this. No, I mean, in, yeah, I I mean, wanna, you can tell people it was, yeah. it was university housing. There are a lot of kids, mostly all the Muslims grew up there. So you had the, uh, uh, very, very diverse, diverse. very diverse. It's just there weren't a lot of black Muslims there, so uh, I had to make I had to make yeah. alliances with with some of the other groups to, you know, <laughs> survive. But I'm, I'm I feel like I'm painting Did this you? picture where it was like, I mean, no, no, this is this is very, <laughs> this is very helpful um, because it's something I'm not too familiar with. We've never spoken about. So you 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 did experience bullying as as a kid. Um, in the Arab community as an Arab for being black? I, I, I don't, we're talking about kids here, Ehab, so I, I don't know what their motivations mm. are, but there were definitely some unpleasant uh, situations there, and, and who knows what, what I can attribute that to, but I felt like, I felt like if there was a larger cohort of Sudanese <laughs> or maybe Somalians, <laughs> you know, it's like when you, when you go to right. prison, you gotta, you gotta look for the Muslims, right? They're, they'll protect you. All right. I just, I didn't see All any right. black Muslims there, uh, un unfortunately, but, uh, I made alliances with some of the North Africans and, uh, that's how, that's how, hmm. that's the, how Lib it, the Libyans and the Algerians, the Egyptians, yeah. Egyptians, Moroccans. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's interesting. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so right now, so you, you mentioned that. Uh, so you come from a Sudanese background. I know that about yeah. you. Um, you come from a large family. Like you're one of how many brothers? I'm the oldest of five. Oldest of five. One, one, four brothers. One, yeah, one, one sister and the rest are boys. And your your parents they came to this country in what year? In the early '80s. I wish I could tell you the exact year. Uh, but, it's okay. Uh, that sounds that sounds about right for be both both me and yeah, Ahmed. They, yeah, same. My dad came here to get his PhD, and then my mom followed, and and uh, mm. I think he was supposed to go back, but I don't think anybody was expecting that. <laughs> he stayed. Right. Have, so have, go ahead. So we're gonna I'm, keep we're gonna keep interrupting each other. This is, <laughs> we're just so excited to talk to you, Mohammed. <laughs> were you? Uh... Were you born in the U.S. or, or I am? I am an American Sudan? citizen, baby. Born in the U.S. <laughs> what are you, uh, TSA agent, Siani? Like, what's going oh, on? So you ask all these questions. I asked him if he was born in the U.S. and I, I'm asking too much. <laughs> this is so generally, guys. If whoever's listening, this is definitely not the way to have a conversation about race with your Arab friends. Just if, whatever, whenever you're going to have your next racial conversation amongst your friends, do not do what we're doing here. It's gonna, you know, it's uh, it's gonna go badly for you. So, Muhammad, just uh, another question for you, if you don't mind. Have you ever been to Sudan, or you've spent your whole I have, life? There? I've uh, used to go. Excuse me, when I was younger, uh, maybe every four or five years. Uh, the last oh. time I was there was the year was, was like t the year two thousand, so it's been a twenty twenty years. Um, but yeah, that 
That's so crazy. That's that last uh, trip. That's around the last time I went to Iraq too. That last trip was uh, was a big one for me. I feel like it changed my uh, whole uh, outlook on life in terms of, especially at the time, I wasn't taking school seriously, and uh, I was I was kind of a not I was a cognizant teenager at the time, so I can kind of see how people were living over there, and you kind of appreciate how your life is there versus how it is you know, here and, and, and the mm-hmm. differences mm-hmm. and uh, some, uh, it was definitely a, I feel like it changed my life for the better. It's, it was fun, man. It was, what was great about that trip for me, Hab, was that I went by myself. It was great. It was great to go to Africa as a teenager by myself and just get into trouble and, and just live, live as a, as a teenager there. It was, it was great. No one could tell me what to do. I was doing something every day. It was, it was an eventful That's summer. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Kasmala, thanks so much for for sharing all that. I'm sure there's a lot there, and I, I, and on a different day, I'd love to ask you more about Sudan and like what you learned there, and all the things that you've experienced. Um, I think though, at this point, the three of us should move into talking about uh, the thing that's on everybody's mind um, and what's going on right now in the month of June 2020. And I think with that, we'll go to our first segment. You guys ready? Here we go. Woo! All right, welcome back. Um, All right, it's a difficult time. And I think with this, we have our uh, correspondent, uh, Mohammed uh, in DC, with all the the regular news and the stuff that's happening right now. Uh, You want to give us a quick recap for people who are listening to this 20 years in the future who don't remember what was happening during this time, Muhammad? I, I think it's going to be very hard for people to forget forget about the year 2020 and all that has unraveled. But we don't know what the future is yet to hold. So I'll, I'll let you in on what has happened so far. <laughs> um, we have COVID and then now we have um, the Black Lives Matter movement that has um, really surfaced after um, a few incidences that have been kind of back to back. Um, most notably, uh, Ahmed Ar- Arbery, you know, he was, uh, on a jog and, um, it was a regular day for him, but unfortunately it ended very differently, um, uh, because two white men thought that they'd take the law in their own hands. And, uh, they thought that whatever they assumed of him, uh, was enough to even kill him. Um, and then... As that was all unraveling and people were trying to figure out how to deal with their with with what was going on and their emotions that with all of that, um, then we have what had happened with uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Um, with George Floyd specifically, you know, just a quick recap. He, we just that a lot of people they see that video footage of him on the floor on the street. And with a with the a cop, his knee on his the back of his neck, <clears throat> and it's the type of video that like you remember where you saw it, you remember the first time you saw it. Uh, some people, like myself, you know, I couldn't watch it again, and then I ended up like watching it like five more times after uh, wanting more answers and trying to understand. And um, that there was certainly uh, a lot of emotions going on, uh, just as an Arab American. So I can only imagine my, um, my friends and my brothers, um, who are black in this country, how they felt. So 
yeah, this is like where we are today. And um, people are, you know, protesting. Um, and we have, you know, the media taking different sides left and right about all lives matter versus black lives matter and, and right, you know, uh, focusing on things that are not really the main issues like the any riots or or uh you know the looting violent act, the looting or the violent actions which is such a small percentage and and people that are not actually involved in the movement of black lives matter um so so that's the conversation that it's happening these days and um you know today we we hope to kind of unravel some of that with muhammad uh, and and learn a little bit more about his experiences um in this country. Yeah. Muhammad, thanks so much for, for that recap. Um, I've seen you do this with, uh, with your, in your other podcast very well. And so I wanted you to come out here and Thank you. be the correspondent, you know, live up to your, make, make <laughs> your, make your wife proud. Who is the real journalist here. Um, I'm just trying to be like her. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if only all of us could be like her, you know, mashallah, mashallah. <laughs> Um, but no, this is, this is very important. I have a lot to, to say about it as well. Um, but I, I, you, you said everything very, you know, very succinctly. There's a lot to talk about, but I think the biggest part in all of this is that this is not a new subject and not right. a new occurrence that the police as an institution and racism as a systematic, like, um, existence in the United States has, has kept, people of color down specifically African Americans and black people in this country as for as long as we can think of. And uh, a lot of this stuff, especially by the police has not, has been underreported and not been highlighted. And during the last few weeks, a lot of it has come to um, has, has risen up and people have reacted and are protesting against it for the first time in a while. And the police have hit back considerably um, the brutality of the police in the past few weeks has been something that I think a lot of Americans are waking up to of all colors and races and religions and ethnicities. And it is something that I haven't seen in my lifetime. This is kind of something that reminds me of like the sixties, like civil rights era, you know? Um, and so it's, it, it brings a lot up, a lot of pain. There's a lot of rage and anger in, in the community. And, it's something that I can relate to as a Palestinian, you know, seeing people rise up and try to, you know, fight for freedom and liberty. But I cannot at all begin to um, imagine or begin to relate 100 percent to the African-American experience. Um, uh, so I think for me as an Arab, like even now, I, I have privilege that I need to be able to listen. And so with that, let's go ahead, you know, and listen. But so how just just for, for starters, like what's what's your take? Like, how, how have you been reacting to everything you've been seeing? Yeah. Uh, it's It's been uh, constantly watching things online, uh, the news. I've been glued to the TV. Uh, it's mm -hmm. one of those things now where it's 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 getting to the point where it's just not healthy. But uh, it's it's also one of those things where you want to be present and you want to know mm. what's going on and just what you're seeing online, what you're seeing on the TV. It's 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 crazy. It's um, it's dramatic. It's it's something that we've all seen before. These events are cyclical. Every couple of years, there's a new case. 
but I feel like this is different. Um, I went to the protest event yesterday at the U of A. They had a, a moment of silence mm -hmm. for the length of time that uh, George Floyd was pinned under that officer's neck. And, mm -hmm. and that was very moving because eight plus minutes is a long time. And I mean, everyone has seen the video. It's, 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 an, it's incredibly sad, but I think that adds another layer to why people are right to be outraged it, that long. It's, it's, it's just heartless and it's very discouraging. At the same time, very encouraged by the fact that people are reacting to this. You're mm -hmm. seeing protests all over the country and in places that you wouldn't expect. I mean, the protests at the U of A, obviously it's Tucson, so the demographics are going to skew white. But you're having protests in cities like Salt Lake. <laughs> A <clears throat> friend of mine who lives in South Dakota went out and he and he's white. You're having the Amish come out. Uh, you're having protests all over the world. I mean, France and Europe. Yeah. I want to give credit to my Palestinian brothers who have also been protesting. As the experts of protesting, they've been protesting for Black Lives Matter. Also, just FYI. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a little bit of that. It looks great. I, I, I saw that also New Zealand came out really strong with... Uh... I have family in New Zealand. Wow. Well. <laughs> We're just following Yab's family around. That's really what's happening. Yeah, but yeah. You, you Palestinians are everywhere, so it's... That's true, but... I, I just want to touch on something that um, that you mentioned, Khosamullah, is that you, you do feel like this time it's different. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that, why you think so? So there's a lot going on in the world right now, obviously. Um, there's a combination of factors here. There's people that are unemployed, that have been out of work. The unemployment rate skyrockets. The uh, the death toll skyrockets, particular, particularly for people of color. So mm -hmm. the situation is getting worse for for black people, um, and and they don't have the luxury of working from home. Most people don't have that luxury mm. that that are black. So it's just mounting frustration. Uh, we saw a couple of cases. It just wasn't George Floyd. We saw Ahmad Arbery get. Uh, killed by uh, white racists. We saw cops um, mm. shoot up a, a house in the middle of the night unlawfully uh, in St. Louis. And then just, it's just feel like it's a compounding issue here. And just in terms of people's reaction, it's, 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 again, it's, it's, it's heartwarming to see people are actually uh, fired up about this. And um, it's been interesting for me I still go to work every day and you mm -hmm. walk by people again, I work in Oro Valley. So again, predominantly white and uh, people, white people are on pins and needles around me and it's, it's fantastic. Right? Yeah. It's fantastic. It's, <laughs> wait, it's, 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 wait, so, so how, how can you tell like what, what um, would you call pins and needles? Like what, what's the most obvious thing that you can see? Uh, just, you know, Especially after a weekend of, 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 of the events going on, you show up and, mm. and people see you and they want to say something, but they don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, as a survival mechanism, I, I have to be just a happy black guy, right? Just, you know, <laughs> but, but, but in terms of 
of what's going on in the world, there's this really interesting essay contest that's currently going on with different companies and corporations putting out statements and uh, people mm, critiquing mm. what they say. Uh, every It's a sensitive time for a lot of people. A lot of friends have told me about corporate uh, involvement in terms of trying to do like a town hall and asking black people in the company to lead them. Uh, black people are just breaking down sometimes in these meetings and crying. It's, mm -hmm. it's very emotional. It's an emotionally yeah. charged time for everyone. See, now I feel even worse because I feel like I'm kind of contributing to that culture by inviting you here. You know, it's all good. in that sense. No, no, but but I, I was partly kidding there. But I'm I'm curious, like, how does like, I mean, it's not like we are some all of us collectively like we have had the opportunity to be token Muslims, you know, in a society in which, you know, Muslim people are a minority. So like we all have somewhat of a relatable experience to what it means to be tokenized and like, you know. And people coming to us after 9-11 and asking us, like, how did you feel about 9-11? And just, like, all of a sudden just bring a lot of, you know, trauma, a lot of emotion out at once. And you're just kind of like, where do I begin? And so I can imagine that people in these, you know, town hall meetings and these company meetings are being brought to the to the to the front of the the meeting to lead the white people to to lead them home you know to a better like deracialized or not deracialized but like a more you know uh you know, more equality more you know less oppression you know society like like i think it's a little too much you know like maybe they don't want to be at the forefront i certainly you know, as a child, like I was pushed to the front of being a Muslim token person, you know, to explain everything and to bring diversity. Maybe people don't want to talk about these things. Like there's a lot of emotion, a lot of rage, a lot of anger. And, you know, earlier you said something about being a happy black guy. Like I like that must be a lot of pressure, you know, to exist in that place. You know, sometimes I feel specifically with coworkers, they're there to, you know, they try to create this family environment and, and, and that's great. They mean well, but at the same time, I feel like my whole approach is to go to work, get my job done and have li as limited interaction with these people as possible because it's, 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 I don't really have a lot to relate in terms of, 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 of what's going on, but I feel like these issues kind of, force you to be more open with, 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 you know, what's going on. Um, I, I basically, my, my, my approach has been to, to, to play it by ear. If, if the person wants to engage, then I engage, but I'm not just going to walk around and, uh, All right. be the, be the, with your fist in the air, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, <laughs> Do you, do you appreciate when people want to talk to you about it? I mean, I'm curious what it's like. So I had a situation Friday where someone, I, I'm working on a project and we're running behind schedule for a number of reasons and, and they're leading the project and they wanted to set up a face-to-face -face meeting. So I'm, I'm getting ready, getting, you know, getting all the, just preparing for this meeting and it just ended up being a discussion about what's going on in the world. So mm. Mm. that's a situation where I, I didn't appreciate. Of course. Yeah. Uh, you're like, not now. I, <laughs> you should have let me know. I didn't, I was stressing over this, but, uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, it, it just depends, man. If it's someone that I have a, a, a rapport with, a, a relationship with, then yeah. But I think a lot of people that I know are frustrated by people just reaching out out of the blue. Like, I don't know you. I don't want to have dinner with you. <laughs> it it, yeah, shouldn't, it shouldn't take... It shouldn't take yeah. <laughs> police brutality for people to open. Hey, let me talk to that black guy that I always see. You know, <laughs> to be completely right. honest, to be completely honest, a lot of a lot of there's this hesitation, and I feel it um, from from coworkers. But but um, you know, the people that I sit next to, the people that I interact with, the people that I that I work with, they know who I am. They know what I'm about. That's not an issue with them. But I feel like a lot of people that, that, that don't know or don't want to yeah. engage, that can be an issue. But yeah. So uh, this is this is a lot of um, experience that I'm not too familiar. Like, it's weird because I'm caught in this middle place. Like, I am familiar with it, but I'm not at the same time. Like, Arabs, you know, Muslims, like, we stand out. So we have to talk about things that we don't want to talk about. You know, something happens in the world. It's involving Muslims. All Muslims have to talk about it. So that's something, like, I personally can relate to. Um, but then there's this other aspect to it. Because, I, as I mentioned, like, I am white passing. Muhammad, you know, here is white passing. Like, we are not labeled as black. Like that is that you know that is a privilege that I have that like that I will not be able to live with to experience it. And you have, you know, and we often like when you me and Muhammad like if we met at a cafe and just sat there and we were just talking, we don't talk about this stuff. We don't talk about race. Right. We don't talk about colorism, about this privilege. You know, it's not something that comes up. And I think a lot of times there's, especially for the Arab community and Arabs, like race, you know, is not something we want to bring up and talk about. Just kind of pretend to kind of like, you know, racism uh, specifically, just kind of brush it under the rug and keep going and not necessarily have to confront it, you know, head on. Just talk about how, you know, there's no racism in Islam and, you know, Bilal was black and we're we're good, you know. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a very good point you have. Uh, a lot of times when, for example, when you watch the movie The Message, right? A lot of us <laughs> used to watch that, I'm sure, at various events. Have you watched that, Muhammad, the, the message? Oh, it's been on repeat okay. like yeah. <laughs> so all many right, times. Right. So obviously a lot of people grew up in Muslim households and their level of knowledge in terms of the Prophet and the, and the history of Islam varies but the message for example they show Bilal uh, and I guess the narrative there is Bilal was exotic because he was black mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I think sometimes we have to realize that there are a lot of black people <laughs> it, was, it was not just Bilal I mean Bilal even even in the the Sira, Bilal had a brother and a sister. Uh, there are so many other companions that were black. If you if you push it, if you zoom out and you think about Islam in general and in the Quran, for example, a lot of the the stories in the Quran are about Egypt. Um, there are a lot of people, black people in Egypt. Just the the role of 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 black people in Islam and in Islamic history, it's 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 there's there's definitely a, a lot more black. Uh, narratives than, than than I think 
people want to believe. And yeah. and and Bilal, mashallah, I mean, obviously he played a pretty crucial role. He comes up in the seerah multiple times, and 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 we learn a lot of lessons in, in terms of the way the Prophet, uh, you know, interacted with Bilal, and and in some of the ways the non-Muslims interacted with Bilal. But but yeah, Bilal yeah. is definitely the go-to when it comes to right black people in Islam. But yeah, no, I'm very I'm very thankful that you're sharing this because I I I often don't think about that you know like if we think about for example yusuf or joseph like in egypt like you know and the people he was interacting with so like the idea of black people is is removed from the narrative at, at least for somebody like me you know growing up and and listening to all that we hear the good things about bilal we hear good things about um the king of uh, ethiopia you know at the time yeah. um and a bunch but what's what's fairly in, uh, consistent in the tradition of Islam, from the onset of Islam till the end of Islam, clear as day, our stance on racism—it's just, mm. you know, you can you can you can go back to early the the the, the very beginnings of, of of this tradition in terms of the Meccan period, the Medinan period, even back to the Meccan period. It was it was clear um, from day one. Uh, there's no room for it. No, there's no room for it in our religion. So this brings up a good point, and actually, um, I think it's a good transition to our next next segment. Uh, it's time to to light the fire underneath the toes of the non-black Arabs. Um, uh, that's you and me and Muhammad, um, and we're about to get into some trouble here. So let's let's talk a little bit about that in our next segment. So we're just going to go ahead and go now. All right, welcome back. So. Um, so in the last, uh, in segment, we started talking a little bit about how like generally, and you know, Arabs are not only Muslim, obviously they're the vast majority, but you know, uh, you know, our experience the three of us is that we come from an Arab Muslim background. Um, and we did definitely get raised with the idea that there is no racism in Islam, like that all races, all ethnicities are equal, you know, and that. You know, there is no difference between Arabi and Ajami, which is an Arab and a non-Arab, except with good deeds, with like piety and God consciousness. However, is this something that is practiced? And I think this is the part where I think it's important to talk about um, our community, like the Arab community and the... Within our own community. Yes, and and call out the inherent anti-black racism within it. Now, I want to be very clear, though. Am I saying that all Arabs are racist and act uh, and, and do racist things and uh, are inherently anti-black, you know, actively and aggressively? No. Are there people like that in the Arab community? Of course there are. Um, that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the underlying stuff, the implicit stuff, you know, um, because this is stuff I had to learn about myself, the people around me and call it out. And I think it's kind of hard for me to look at it from the outside. I wonder for you, Allah, like your perspective of being a, a black man amongst Arabs, you know, um, you've be, been able to see a lot more of this aspect of anti-black Arab racism. Um, is there like what comes to mind immediately for for somebody like myself that of things that maybe I have not seen that uh, whether it be um, 
in in myself and my family and my friends like things that i need to call out things i need to improve like is there something that immediately comes up for you and i i I honestly don't know what you're gonna say like this is a script that we don't usually talk about so my personal experience and and a lot of uh experiences from people that that are in my situation i feel like they're dealing with some of these issues from non-Muslims as well as from Muslims. So it can be frustrating when it's coming at mm. you from, from multiple angles. There's this concept that a lot of um, white people have called white fragility. And there's it's basically a, a very defensive reaction that white people have when you challenge them on race. You know, and mm-hmm. th- they'll bring up skewed data. They'll bring up whatever statistics that they I don't see color construed. Mm. Yeah. And, and I, I definitely feel, feel like that concept is there in, 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 in Muslim Americans, not non, non, mm. non-black. So they'll say, they'll bring up, you know, Bilal or the Allah anhu. they'll bring up the, the prophet's last sermon. They'll bring up mm. so many other situations. But if you look at my personal experience, I feel like, there's definitely been favoritism towards people that are that are that are not black. Uh, I feel like when you look at the uh, the the break the breakdown of of the masajids and the leadership there, uh, you're not seeing it. So a lot of it has to do obviously with the dynamics within the population. But I, I feel like a lot of African American Muslims uh, are, are ostracized from 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 the community. Um, just so many anecdotes, and there's this expression mm. that the, the 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 what the multiple anecdotes is basically data, which a lot of biostats people hate. But but yeah, you you the litmus test in terms of how inclusive communities are families are um you're just not seeing the representation there and 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 i feel like a lot of muslims when they look at black people they feel like they have to tolerate them and they want them to be there but they don't want them to participate you you look at like for example you go to the conferences when we're going up and I know me and Abaj right. went to a conference uh, the last one that I that I remember RAS together and yeah not RAS but it was it was in California it was a mass conference but when, when you look when you go to a conference if if it's not Black History Month or if it's not you know it's very specific topic you know you'll be lucky to have Black representation there. Mm. Uh, the massages don't seem to be catering to issues that are, that are affecting black community members. Um, yeah, I just feel like we have a long way to go. <laughs> so that, so with, with that, I'll, thank you for sharing all this. So this is for all, sure. um, definitely good things that I, I didn't really, uh, was aware of. Would you say that, um, And feel free not to answer this, like even like even off the record, if if, if you feel uncomfortable. But I am curious, uh, as a Muslim within the Muslim community in Tucson, did you feel included, oh, or did man. you not, or was it was it oh, not that man. simple? 
So here's the my experience growing up in Tucson as a Muslim who has more melanin is very different than the experience you guys had. And yeah. it's very interesting. I feel like a lot of it has to do with language. So if, if for example, in terms of what the masajid is catering to, like the translation is an afterthought, right? You know, and and the person who's doing the translation probably shouldn't be doing the translation. Um, <laughs> true, very true. Uh, you, the, some of the topics, uh, some of the ish, the activities, it's just it's just not with with people, black people in mind, black Muslims in mind. Um, when you look at just a lot of it is you know when you when you talk about racism you you. You, you, there's so, so many layers to this, right? You can have like when they when they break down institutional, structural, interpersonal, internal. I mean, it's it's pretty complicated. But uh, my personal experience has been that you can tell that you know these these events, these experiences, these whatever outings are, are just not catered towards black muslims and, and and a lot of what like the somali community has done in terms of having their own center is 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 wonderful and a lot of mm. muslims were probably up in arms regarding that oh they're creating a different institution they're creating disunity and and we can all go down that road but that's well right. that's an opinion that they well, have apparently that, they felt um, the need to go out and make their own center cuz the current center was yeah, not and, catering towards their needs. Absolutely. And, 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 and more power. Yes. To them. Um, I, I did not know that. So Somali community in Tucson has their own center now. Um, Hamad, maybe you know more about that. I, I don't know. I, I gotta be honest that I know they're there. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I know they did have their own center, but I'm not sure. Got it. What's going Got on. You know, I've, oh, I've heard about yeah. the Somali center. Okay. Um, yeah, I, there's so much to take in in all of this and I can't help you're talking about white fragility and it's basically the exactly what you said like when white people um, hear about race you know they feel uncomfortable because they don't usually hear about race you know so here, here's a specific anecdote if, if we want to talk about specifics when I was in college very active in the in the MSA I remember that and we were in the a, MSA together, man. We were in the MSA, and, and I remember at that time you were part of my French, but you were a pain in the ass. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, we need to stop. No, that's a no. pretty good so, definition of it. So, yeah, so we're going. We were talking about racism. We'll get back to you. We're talking about all this. We'll we get have back to, to you. All no, this you, stuff you, is no, comes no. screeching to a halt, and uh, we need to talk about <laughs> me. Okay, what are you talking no, about? We'll, I'm we'll, kidding. We'll come back. We'll come back to you. But there is this there is this Muslim brother from Nigeria. Uh, I'm not going to say who, who he was, but mashallah, this brother was like amazing. He's been right. memorizing the Quran. He's been leading the prayers. He's he's right. very active, uh, incredibly genuine, right? Upstanding, like member yeah. of the community. Yeah. So, so this this brother wants to get married, <laughs> and uh. every everyone he's interested in is someone that I'm just like brother, you. You know this isn't going to end well. Like you, what? you just know why it, right? Why would you? Why would and you bro say brother, that, Muhammad? 
I mean, obviously, I mean, brother, you know what's up. You, I'll help you out in any way I can, but this is not going to end well for you. It's just, it's just not. And 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 you can look at marriage as a litmus test for how welcoming so families are to to to, to black you Muslims. Are, and it's just I mean, historically speaking, it's just not going to work out. It's just not. I'm, I have I'm a sorry. checklist here of Don't, subjects, and you're hitting bro, every single one of them, man. So. And and the excuses the excuses are going to be very entertaining for you to hear. You know, she's used to a a, a way oh of living. God. That's that's mm. that's mm. loaded. You know, um, brother, you're <laughs> that's just loaded. I like it. Yeah, you're you know you're she she she's into different things than you are. There's no woman who's <laughs> who's into the same things as her husband. You know, right? So forth. It's, I mean, and then she's not ready. I mean, some other anecdotes that come to mind when an African-American Muslim brother passes away and, and you come up to the masjid and you're like, yeah, he passed away. Somebody was like, are you sure he was Muslim? Oh, no. You wouldn't mm. say that. You wouldn't say that to a, obviously a, 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 non, a, non, uh, a non-African-American brother. So there's, there's a lot going on here, but mm. um, the, the experience of Muslim Americans in this country uh, versus the Africans who go overseas to to work, obviously there's a different dynamic over there. But overall, there's there's a lot going on <laughs> in terms of mm. the 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 relationships a- among the Muslim communities. So, so you brought up marriage, which uh-huh. is um, definitely a subject to talk about when it comes to racism, uh, and I want to get back to that. Um, you, you keep talking about Muslim Americans, but I'm curious, um, have you seen this beha- like behavior, the, this attitude, you know, um, uh, against like, like anti-black attitude um, in non-Arab Muslims? Or is this something that you think is more unique to Arabs, um, in your opinion? Like, I, I, I mean, this is probably like a silly question, but... Um, just in the grand scheme of the anecdotes that you have in, in your head right now, like what have you seen this be more inherent to Arabs or Muslims at large? So you're talking about, um, you're, uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm going to have to ask you to repeat that. Are you talking about? No, but, okay, uh, uh, no, all, I mean, maybe this is just a, question that i'm wondering not necessarily for the podcast but like you keep talking about like muslim attitudes towards like you know black people and racism but is this a muslim phenomenon or is this an arab muslim phenomenon bro bro so we have this issue right in almost every community um the sudanese community the uh, indian indian and pakistani community this obsession with light skin and there's obviously mm. Indo-colonial, you know, European mm. um, influences. Um, so, so, so even even within the Sudanese community, with the tribe. So, I, I, my family is from a tribe. And and uh, if I were to ask for someone's hand from a different tribe. Bro, the the ignorance—it's it's all jahiliya. It's it's basically so, the, so even within Sudanese culture, there's that colorism that comes out. 
yeah it's 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 everywhere it's it's it's, it's scary. yeah no that's 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 unfortunate uh, and uh, but but i'm sure it so, takes on so, different so, layers though when it comes from a non-black like you know uh when when that kind of prejudice comes from a non-black non-black community though it takes on a different flavor like it's more insulting but basic basically it, it's 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 a pretty far-reaching and deep issue and i can't just be out here blaming autobs yeah. for it it's it's everywhere. that's fair so um i'll do the air um, of blaming for you um because yeah. for me i've i mean i have not been on the receiving end um, but I've definitely witnessed it amongst, you know, ourselves when it, so there is, there are African Americans in our country that, you know, are, you know, ha are descendants of slaves. And then there's people like yourself that come directly from like immigrants from Africa, you know, and I'm sure that there is a cultural, um, difference there. Um, especially, especially for somebody who's Muslim or Arab, you know, who comes from Africa, um, but when it comes to just the idea of, of black Americans, what I've seen in, in my own community and my own family and my own, like, you know, just general outlook towards is, is just a lot of ignorance. Like it, there's just a lot of unfamiliarity. We don't have many black friends, especially in Tucson where like the, dem the demography is, is mostly Hispanic and white. Right. Uh, we haven't had that opportunity. A lot of it comes from the media um, a lot, of, a lot of it comes from jahiliya, which is a word that Muhammad used. That means um, just an ignorant culture that predates Islam. Um, there's just the idea, like of having, um, you know, darker skin is seen as like something to be uh, to try to avoid to stay out of the sun, you know, so that you don't get darker. I see Muhammad, you know, shaking his head about that, as he definitely can relate. Right you know um something and a lot of that has has affected the way that i was brought up and affected like the way i see you know uh, sudanese and and somali and african-american muslims and people who come from nation of islam and there's a lot of misinformation that i grew up with that has affected that and i've been part of that system i will stand here like and and definitely tell you that i've been part of the system that has you know um who has uh, elevated light-skinned Arabs and Muslims in our community. Um, and this is something that I'm learning and I need to call out in myself, you know, and, and hopefully like we can, once we identify this, we can work towards a better, you know, a better situation. But like in this way, I, I need to call out my own privilege. Like it's a weird, like pseudo white privilege that exists for me that, um, that, that that sometimes arabs want to ignore because like we're people of color and we're like how can i be racist i am arab i have actually said this exact thing at some point in my life where i'm like i can't be racist because i am arab <laughs> you know right. bro bro what's what's this obsession in in a lot of arabs or, or muslims in terms of who gets to be arab and who doesn't uh -huh. So you look at you look at different maps of the Arab world, right? And it's always fascinating what they shade as as an Arab country. Sure. Mm. So it's always different. It's always Egypt, Libya. It's, it's all good there. Uh, Sudan. We'll, we'll we'll color halfway through. We'll leave even the before south. the South became its own country. 
Yeah, and 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 you talk to some people are like, no, Sudanese are not Arab, and 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 yeah. the only reason justification they have for that is is skin tone, right? And 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 they kind of weaponize that. Well, if if you're not Arab, then you're not, you know, I don't I don't know what you are. I, I don't I don't understand. Like it's. Uh, yeah. I, again, I can only think of of, of Jahiliya at that moment. Sure. Just this whole obsession with where you're from, your lineage, what you are, what you're not. I mean, it's 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 disgusting. Uh-huh. I, I don't I don't know what else to say. It, I mean, uh-huh. if 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 you feel comfortable making Sudanese non-Arab, then feel free. But it, it's. I, I don't know. I just feel like that's an obsession that some Arabs. So, have. And you've seen that then. Uh, yeah, I mean, and 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 I don't know why that's uh, something to 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 talk about. I feel like also reputation has to do with this. Like you think about different people, and I don't know the the the, the level of degree of, of seriousness they they put to this, but they talk about how like you know Masriin are this way, Libyan are this way, Iraqiin are this way. Uh, I don't want to hear what you what your uh, reputation of, of Sudanese are but a lot of it isn't good hmm. um, and, and 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 I don't know if, if that's just uh, uh, I just I just don't know if, if how how serious they actually are about some of these things but yeah it's it's I feel like it's more far-reaching than people want to say um, and 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 I, I I just for me I don't understand but there's this obsession. There's this obsession between people in in a specific country to either exclude or include. You hear Sudanese are the same way about it. I mean, Sudan's been fighting a civil war up until recently. Uh-huh. We just split the country. This obsession between North Sudanese and South Sudanese. No, people from that tribe are not Sudanese. People from this tribe sure, are Sudanese. Sure. Uh, and 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 that that does have ramification in terms of. How families are, who can marry who, um, and, and and so on and so forth. And again, it, it's it's kind of baffling and how far-reaching you do is. seem. You do seem very yeah. frustrated about it, and I I'm also frustrated about colorism and issues of racism that get expanded that way. And I definitely appreciate you sharing, like, you know, your your charged words with us. Like, I I feel like we need to hear more about this. Um, on a regular basis to kind of solidify it. And, but do you feel that in Muslim and Arab like cultures that you have like a right to complain about these things? Like, is that something that you think that is welcomed when you complain about this? Or is there a lot of defensiveness that you get? I feel like in general, and I think you guys can agree, it's pretty hard to change some people's, you know, frame of mind or stance on a lot of stuff. If, if, if you're talking to a Amu, and a Amu is obviously just anybody in, let's say, our parents' generation and, and, and anyone senior, it's, 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 it's one of those things where you, you, can, you can make that attempt, but just know that statistically speaking, you're not going to get Statistically far, speaking. Right. right. And, and, and a lot of these Amus demand our respect, but the way they act, they don't deserve it, right? And mm. and and the concern there is not about them because they're hard-headed. They probably look at you and think you're someone who they saw 
as a very young, you know, as a baby and have grown up, they, they, they probably think you're, you're being cute. But you worry about people in their family. You, re, you worry about their kids and how they feel. Yeah. So these things are taught. No one's born this way, right? The, the, they grew up in the household. Allahu ya'alam what their parents are saying, right? Who knows? Definitely. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of people that I know who are very active in the community, that are very progressive, that are trying to do good, they'll admit, bro, my mom uses Zabd all the time. Like they, and, and, and she does it and we tell her she, not to do it, but she, she continues to do it. And, and, and she has a lot of negative opinions on people from such and such country, people from such and such yeah. country, right? And it's a battle that I feel like a lot of people, like right now, a lot of white kids, <laughs> they're confronting racism right now in their families because of what happened to George Floyd. And the yeah. end result can be very, very difficult and exhausting, sure. right? But again, their parents have these opinions. They're living under their roof. And especially in Islam or in, in Muslim communities, you're, you're, there's a lot of pressure for you to respect the opinions of your parents. And a lot of their opinions don't, shouldn't be respected and, 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 feel like it's a it's a very hard conversation that a lot of families have to have so Muhammad, thank you so much like like your words are raw your feelings are raw i can hear it in your voice you brought up a word that actually is is key um when it comes to discussing uh race and anti-black uh, sentiment in arab communities specifically arab uh communities uh and it's the word abd and i i mean abd by itself like as a neutral term, just means servant or slave. Um, and generally within like a Muslim context, Abd is kind of seen as a relationship between like the creation and, and the creator that we are servants of God. However, in this particular situation that you're mentioning, um, it is it is not mentioned in that way. And it's specifically used to refer to people who are black, um, uh, whether they be Arab or not. And so and it's, it's something that... Um, I think a lot of uh, people in the Ammu generation has inherited from, you know, their upbringing. You know, uh, my grandma definitely used the word ab to refer to black people. I have to continuously um, battle it within my own family right now that this is completely inappropriate. And I will and I do stand up for it. And we've almost eliminated it from. But I've and I've uh, I've rarely had the opportunity to talk to an Arab black man about the word abd um be, and it's because it's so um it's so shameful like this particular word um i i have something to admit like we grew up in palestine eating a particular type of dessert that is a white like marshmallow covered in chocolate and we call this raw sabd which means slave's head oh, you know loosely like without thinking about it. And we didn't think about it for the longest time until we came to the U.S. like in came of age. And we're like, did we used to call this Ross out? You know? Um, and this is one of the biggest shameful things. And I'm constantly trying to call this out in Arab communities. And so, like, this is something that, that I have a lot of shame about. And so you brought this up, you know, as something. That, and I heard it in your voice, you know. Um 
so you have right now after what's going on in the world a lot of protesters are targeting monuments that have been in this country for decades and they're right. toppling them down uh, Lee's statue in Richmond, Virginia is going to be taken down. And there's been so many different movements throughout the history of this country to get rid of these symbolic structures, to get rid of them because of the, you know, the negative history, to, to put it lightly. Things can change. I mean, inshallah, you 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 put together a very strong case to the people in your family as to why they shouldn't use it. And, you know, you just got to keep these, these ideas, the, the racism, the jahiliya, the, 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 the tribalism, they're going to exist, right? I mean, I mean, society, the fact that we're still dealing with it now is, is, is a testament to how far reaching these ideas are. We just got to keep at it, keep fighting it, keep, you know, making it very clear to the people who keep falling in into this that that it's just not acceptable, at least not acceptable moving forward. Yeah, and I, I mean, for me, for this word specifically, I've often asked, like, how do you think, like, how, do you think that Arab black people use this word, you know, like, or would enjoy hearing this word r- refer to them? And like, this causes like a cognitive dissonance in their head. They're like, no but it's okay but no and like all of a sudden like they actually have to consider it so there's a lot of there's a lot of you know stuff to talk about and things to address for sure in our language and i'm not just talking about arab you know culture there's a lot of things in our language even in english and american english that we have to this is this is really real uh and i appreciate you sharing your raw feelings uh on this because you know i i hear from a lot of people that are not Muslim, their experiences being black in America and, and hearing from you today, I mean, it's quite, quite candidly, I don't know too many black Muslims, you know, and, and having this conversation with you and understanding your experiences um, is super, super eye opening. And, and it really, the, the main thing that keeps coming up in my head is what can I do to be an advocate within the Muslim community um, to help make awareness and a change that, you know, A, it's not okay to be racist. These are, are this is part of, you know, Muhammad Qasimullah and his family and, and, and those that look like Muhammad Qasimullah are part of our community. Um, but how do, what would you think is an effective way? Is there an effective way? What, what can individuals do perfect Muhammad this is a great subject and so we'll go ahead and move to our last segment and hopefully this is the more hopeful segment what can we do to address these issues in our community so we'll go ahead to that segment right now hearing a lot of what you have um, to share with us Muhammad makes me feel um, really really upset I mean I've been feeling really really upset throughout everything that has happened um, as I follow the news and um, and I'm not even the one that's directly affected. So, but, you know, as, as a personal friend uh, growing up, knowing that you had to deal with a lot of this, um, it, it does hurt. Uh, and I, and I, and I wish that you never had to feel it or, or go through it, but you know, the past is the past. What can we do now? You know, what can, 
um, for, for, for yourself moving forward, for your brothers and sisters, um, what do you think would be the most effective way uh, for those that are not black to, to speak within our communities uh, and, and keep it inclusive? Is, is there any one, two, three things or, or is it, what, what are your thoughts on so that? So all of the families that I've ever met in the United States have come here for various reasons, right? Some of it is political, some of it is just education, but I feel like we can all agree that we stayed here because we felt like the quality of life, the opportunities were better than, than where we came from. So every Muslim family that I've, that I've, that's here should owe a great debt of gratitude to African-Americans, Muslim African-Americans that helped pave the way for them to come here as a result of the legislation that they fought for. All right. Number one. Number two, these are all diseases of the heart um, and they can be changed. Mm-hmm. In terms of racism, uh, Iblis was probably the first racist. He didn't want to bow down to Adam because he thought he was better. So, so in terms of uh, moving forward, when the prophet wants to highlight uh, a, a, an action that he doesn't want in his community, a lot of times he'll attribute that to Jahiliyyah. So if you see something wrong, there's that hadith, there's three different things you can do, whether it's an injustice or an evil, you can change it with your hand, with your tongue, or with your heart. The heart is the probably the least of those for, for a reason. You can speak out, you can you know be proactive in, in multiple ways, and then and if those are not an option, you can you can literally pray to Allah to make 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 for a better outcome. So um, definitely there's a lot that we can do depending on what your talents are. But the least you can do is call it out when you see it, if you feel like you're comfortable. Uh, there's a lot of different organizations, there's a lot of different movements online. Obviously, educating yourself about some of these issues. And again, it's it's not a problem just for the Muslim American community here, but I feel like it's uh-huh. it's it's something that almost every cohort of Islam has to deal with. Um, and yeah, it's it's there's solutions out there. It's just being willing enough to make have these uncomfortable conversations with people that you probably wouldn't have the conversation with. It's it's a sickness of the heart that can be healed. Yeah. Is basically one what I'm trying to say. You were bringing up earlier the idea that, um, you know, white people are standing up to people in their family, you know, and like that's such a commendable thing, you know. It's uh, and it's necessary and it's very uncomfortable. Um, it's not. I mean, racism is is a is a system, you know. It's not necessarily just something that exists as an implicit bias or anything like that. There's systemic racism in the United States that has existed since its founding, since, you know, um, that benefits one people over the other. And within, you know, the larger community, those systems exist in our smaller communities. And I think that we need to be able to find them and, and, and change them in, in a sense. Uh, a friend of mine who is white has, um, recently put just he wants to educate himself you know he's he's a christian he's very uh you know he follows the way of jesus you know 
and wants very much to try to use his privilege accordingly but he thinks he's not very well educated so he's just watching a lot of movies and documentaries and like putting and showing up at these um you know protests and he's continuing in that you know and i think he's always been that way and i think that's all good and well um but you know there's other types of privilege where people like with light skin color benefit from the system that where people like me benefit from the system i am somebody and who benefits from the system of racism because that system of racism has exclusion to it you know that has allowed me to elevate myself to get my degree to you know um where like it's where i could do things and and not necessarily have the immediate um, prejudice, you know, directed against me. Um, so I, I, I can't disregard that. Um, I, I need to be able to, to see that within myself. And I hope that other people can also see it within themselves that the, their privilege that they have is not necessarily, it is something it, that privilege that they have is something that, um, is, is something they, have whether they like it or not <laughs> you know that their contributions to the system of racism like it is there whether they like it or not and the only thing that they can do is learn about it and learn how they can use it you know appropriately i i'm probably going to cut all this out but like you know um, <laughs> i just like i'm trying to come up with the idea like i'm trying to get the idea out that racism is not something over there you know it's not something like far away from me because I think black people are great, you know. It's something that is inherent to everything around us, especially in this country, especially the way that this country was built. It's everywhere, you know. It's in the systems. Even if we, even if there are black people in the, you know, in our communities and they're welcome part of our communities and we're treating them very, very well, it does not mean that the system of racism is gone. You know, and I don't know, just like, that's just something that that I think a lot of people don't realize that just, OK, well, yeah. I have a good black friend and I treat them well. Therefore, I'm not part of racism, you know, and it's like, uh, I don't know. That's that's not enough. That doesn't actually. Yeah. Doesn't address this. Yeah, it's 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 I feel like it's you just don't give it space in your heart. Uh, continue to fight it. Um, don't walk around bragging about lineage or where you're from, where you're not from. White white Americans do that all the time. You're you're, you're not really an American. Your your forefathers weren't a part of the struggle. I mean, that's I feel like if a, that's 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 a talking point for a lot of out of Muslims. Oh, wow. Don't denigrate other people and their lineage. Don't. Don't compare lineages. What's this fascination with lineages? It's 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 all jahiliya in the end. It's um, interesting. And also, don't disregard issues that are uh, affecting the African American community here in 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 in, in America, um, because they they affect us all. I mean, there's there's obviously yeah. a lot of things going on in the Muslim world, Palestine. Uh, the the Muslims in China, the the list goes on and on. But but also there's these issues that are affecting African American community here in the United States that I feel like the Muslim community 
can be a, a, a great asset and ally for. And, and, and I feel like those are issues that we need to be cognizant of. I mean, obviously what's going on with right now with police brutality, um, it's, a, it's, it's, these cops are not just killing black people, although black people are primary, the primary victims. But again, we, you, we don't want to be in a situation where you are fearful of the police because they are protected to serve the community. So uh, black causes should be Muslim causes and Muslim causes should be black causes. And um, well said, yeah. well said. Yeah. So That's I well think um, I think with that um, uh, we can go ahead and and uh, end it here for today. Um, as they say in, in Arabic, "Islam uh, timmak," you know, or you know, basically thank your mouth for such lovely words. It's it's a weird translation, um, <laughs> but um... <laughs> no man, thank your um, mouth. <laughs> I do want to thank our, our guest speaker Muhammad Qasimullah for for being here and um, having like be, being willing to be uh, vulnerable and express things. I'm sure there's a lot to talk about and we're definitely going to invite you over um, again to talk about this uh, similar subjects and other subjects in the future. Um, I've learned a lot and I appreciate you being here. Um, Muhammad, did you want to add anything? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, You're a dear friend as always. And, you know, it's, it's a type of friendship that if we don't see each other for years, and then we, you know, we see each other after that. It's we just pick up where we left off. Uh, I, you know, your sister's like my sister, and uh, same with all your brothers. So, uh, I appreciate you jumping on and 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 ex- explaining your experiences a lot, which is new to me. Embarrassingly, I I feel like I I should have asked or should have known, but this is this is part of learning, I guess, and uh, I'm I'm excited to. Um, kind of go on this journey and, and have you um, every once in a while kind of check in and, and learn about what's going on in Tucson, what's going on with um, the Muslim community in Tucson. And uh, yeah, it's it's exciting to see um, positive change. And I think that's what's happening here today. Thank you guys for having me. It's It's been a pleasure and uh, I'm excited to see uh, here and see more of you guys. Well, it was a pleasure having you as a third Amriki, you know, uh, and you did you did very well for your first time as a co. Well, I'm I'm am going to elevate you from from <laughs> from a guest speaker to a co-host because yeah. that's kind of how that's how it, it seemed like. Yeah, it puts me off of the hosting very easily. <laughs> do you do you want to do you want to replace Muhammad on this? Bismillah, like um, <laughs> we have a vacancy. <laughs> a sudden vacancy came about. I I have to say that um, that. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited to go through the other ones and listen to them just to see. see please what I've do, missed. please do. Yeah, man. Um, we're we're happy to make these, and thanks for your your listenership. Cool. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and leave it here. This has been an exhausting episode, but but very important, and I'm I'm very happy that we took the opportunity. Thank you so much again, Muhammad, for Allah for joining us. I'm gonna go ahead and leave it off here. Um, and so this is go- this is uh, Ihab, and this is Muhammad signing off. Signing off from the Amrikis. Take care. Black Bye-bye. Lives Matter.
Black Lives Matter.